What's up, guys? It is Saturday evening. I'm home, I'm bored, and I'm not much of a football fan. So I came up with an idea that I'm going to do once a week. Came up to it today while I was at work, and when I came home, I did a little bit of research. So what I'm going to do is once a week on my Serious Italianist Outcast channel, which is now one of three channels, I'm going to do an educational video, if you will, about legendary street gangs within New York City. I came up with the idea because I, it, it's, it's very interesting and a lot of podcasts that don't do it, but there's a ton of research out there that you could do about legendary street gangs. And you can go all the way back to like the, the 19th century, 1800s, like the, like the movie um, uh, uh, Gangs of New York, all the way up to present day with all different ethnic backgrounds and so on and so forth, right? So the first episode that I'm going to do is about... Uh, this youth street gang called the Garfield Boys. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I picked this one first. One, because they were from Brooklyn, and I'm originally from Brooklyn. Two, because it was a legendary fight. It was a legendary fight in Prospect Park that actually inspired the movie West Side Story and Rebel Without a Cause. And when this fight took place, it was all over New York. So all over the newspapers in New York City and so on and so forth. It was like this huge thing. And the other reason why I picked the Garfield Boys is because two members of the Garfield Boys actually went on to become big-time heavyweights in the Colombo crime family. One actually became the boss of the Colombo crime family, and another one rose to Capo regime. And they both had uh, they both had a lot to do with this fight that happened in Prospect Park. So okay, so this was like the late '40s, early '50s, and they were high school kids. There were a lot of youth street gangs at the time, right? Uh, there, were, there was estimated in the 1950s to be about 6,000 members of youth street gangs divided into hundreds of street gangs across New York City, across the five boroughs. They ranged anywhere from ages 12 to 18. Oh, by the way, if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my notes that I took. So, you know, it's my first episode too. So I'll probably get better as I go. So they were predominantly always bro broken up into ethnic street gangs, right? Neighborhoods were like either... Italian or Irish, so the, the youth street gangs would be that. So it would be most of them in the 1950s were the black, Puerto Rican, Italian, Irish, Jewish, so on and so forth. The Garfield boys were from Prospect Park, Brooklyn, and they were Italian. They were an Italian youth street gang. So in 1950, let's see. Yeah, okay. So in yeah, it was 1950, right. So in May of 1950, this is how the fight, the legendary fight started. And it was between the Garfield boys from Prospect Park, Brooklyn, and the Tigers, which are from Red Hook, Brooklyn, which is where my parents grew up. And I remember hearing them talk about the incident. Obviously, they didn't know it in detail, but it, all the rumors circled throughout the, throughout the neighborhood, right? So apparently there was a kid from Prospect Park who was part of the Garfield Boys. He was 16 years old. His name was Dominic Laboa. And he went to Red Hook because he liked this girl to meet this girl. And there was another guy from Red Hook who was part of the Tigers who also liked the girl. And this kid got really angry. And um, he wanted to fight Dominic Laboa over this girl and the fact that he was 
you know, part of the Garfield boys, and he was a tiger coming to his territory. And not only was he in his territory, but he was talking to a girl that he liked. So apparently they put this fight together. They arranged a fight at the Boathouse in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. So it was supposed to be a one-on-one between Dominic Laboa and Alfredo Vento, right? But things obviously escalate quick. So everybody knows that you don't go by yourself. You bring your friends. You bring your crew, right? So apparently there was about 30 kids, and this was supposed to be a one-on-one. And they all both went with their friends. Um, let's see. What did I leave off? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm sorry. They also, obviously, being youth street gangs, they had knives, brass knuckles, pipes. Now, you know, back then, it wasn't like they didn't do drive-by shootings. They weren't, like, into drugs. It was really mostly just being tough and being over territory and girls. But don't let that fool you. These were violent kids. They grew up in a rough time, okay? These gang fights led to serious beatings and murders and so on and so forth. I mean, most of these these Italian gangs were used as basically like stepping stones into the Italian mafia, right? If the Italian mafia saw that this, these kids were like had balls, they were they were they were you know ballsy, they were tough, they would they would bring them in and use them on odd jobs and so on and so forth. Plus, they were rubbing shoulders; they were from the same neighborhood. They would be in the pool halls. They would be in the bars. They would be with them. They would skip school. You know, most of them were high school dropouts and so on, right? Okay, back to the story. So after the fight was over, what had happened was the fight escalated into a huge rumble, a huge gang fight. And one guy was stabbed twice in the stomach, and another guy was shot to death. A guy. It was kids. These were kids. They were 16, 17 years old. And one guy was stabbed, stabbed twice in the stomach, and another guy was shot to death. So when this happened, a lot of rumors circulated all over Brooklyn, and a lot of these rumors were false, and they just went haywire, right? And then stories got mixed up. Real stories actually got mixed up as to what really happened, right? Brandy Banks. Oh, Ashley, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's actually a, a pretty good story, actually. I know you're not from New York. You're not from Brooklyn, but the story gets better. So, so what happened was um, it escalates, and it turns into a huge, huge fight, right? Rumors started saying that Carmine Persico beat a kid to death in this gang fight. Now, Carmine Persico was only 16, And he was one of the two youths that I talked about earlier. He actually rose to become the boss of the Colombo crime family later on in life. Anyway, so there was actually no evidence that he beat a kid to death during the street fight. But these were the rumors circulating. And people even stated this in books. And apparently from the research I did and from more research that, that came out earlier... And it's very easy to find out because there were newspaper clippings and so on. So there's actually no evidence that he beat a kid to death. He did kill a kid named Steve Bove. Um, and they found Steve Bove's, bo- Bove's body in a gutter near 420 Carroll Street, Brooklyn. But this had nothing to do with the brawl, with the fight. This was apparently Carmine and his brother, Ali Boy, had problems with the Bove brothers, Steve, and I don't know the other guy's name. And Carmine wound up um, actually shooting Steve Bove 
think he shot him while he was in a car or something like that, and then they dumped the body or whatever the case may be, right? But this had nothing to do with the brawl between the Garfield boys and the Tigers in, in 1950. But these stories were conflicted. Uh, I guess you missed Bicep Day for two years. Yeah, okay, probably. I don't, I don't know what ha- that... I'm talking about uh, youth street gangs. If you want to give me the weather while we're talking about this, too, go right ahead. But anyway, so um, uh, where was I? Okay, right. This had nothing to do with it. Okay. So what finally actually wound up happening was that Dominic Laboa stabbed Alfredo Vento with a knife that he had during the fight, and then all hell broke loose. Kids were fighting, so on and so forth. And another member of the Garfield boys um, shot and killed James Fortunato. And that member was Anthony Scappi Scarpati, who would go on to become a capo regime in the Colombo crime family. And this was his uh, first, from what we know of, his first murder at 16 years old so on and so forth, right? Uh, from what I, let's see, what do we got here? Does it say anything about your wang? No, it doesn't say anything about your wang. About my wang. It's like that movie uh, with Rodney Dangerfield. Wang, what's with the pictures? It's a parking lot. Anyway, let's get back to the matter in hand. Okay. So apparently when he, Anthony, was arrested, he, um, they, he actually admitted really soon that he killed this guy, James Fortunato, and at his sentence, this is actually this is actually pretty funny. Apparently, he was seemed like he didn't care. And one newspaper clippings actually put uh, this was a quote: "Scarpati was cool and unconcerned. Spent most of his time looking at his manicured fingernails. He was dazzling in a light blue sports jacket, canary yellow sweater, and dark blue suede shoes. So he acted like he didn't care, like he didn't you know he could care less, right? Like supposed to put on this machismo." that he killed this kid, except when he was sentenced to 15 to 30 years, his mother and his two sisters broke down in tears. His mother was uh, 50 years old, 55 or 50, I don't remember, 50, Mary Scarpati. She broke down in tears and supposedly passed out, and that's when Anthony Scarpati broke down, when he saw his mother and his sisters, and then he became really um, sad and, 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 and was crying and so on and so forth. And this was uh, first-degree manslaughter, and he served 15 to 30 years because of that, right? So <clears throat> so that's the major story of the Garfield boys. Now, what happened to Anthony Scarpati and Carmine Persico? So while Scarpati was serving his time, Persico actually became a made member of the Profaci family, which is now known as the Colombo crime family. He actually rose to capo, and then when um, Scarpati was released, they reignited their friendship, and when Persico was the, the capo, I might have this a little wrong, but maybe when he was the boss, he, um, he had... Scappy inducted into the family. He was a made member, and shortly after that, it became capo regime. 
So these two guys, one by guy became the boss of the family. And um, apparently, from the little bit of research I did, uh, Carmine Persico had some problems in 1985, and Anthony Scarpati, known as Scappy, actually was an acting boss for only a very short period of time, but he was acting boss. But then everything would end because in 1986, Carmine Persico would be sentenced to 39 years in prison, and Anthony Scarpati would be sentenced to 35 years in prison. And uh, Persico would actually receive an additional 100 years in while he was serving his 35 years in prison. And uh, both died in prison. Scappy actually died in prison in 2002, and Persico died in prison in 2019. I just thought that was a uh, fascinating first story because my mother was from Red Hook. And I remember my mother actually telling me this story, but of course the details were all jumbled up and so on and so forth. And I figured this would be a great first story to pick as a legendary youth gang. So if you guys have any other gangs that you want me to research, a friend of mine actually wants me to research the Ducky Boys from the Bronx. I think that's going to be my next episode. Um, if you guys watch The Wanderers, in the movie The Wanderers, they portray the Ducky Boys. Um, and apparently there was a real sh- a youth street gang called the Ducky Boys in the Bronx. I think it was an Irish gang. I think that's going to be my next episode. But there's so many episodes. I mean, I could do the Tigers, the Jokers, the Mau Mau's. These are all the Italians. Italian gangs in the 1950s. And then you could go up to the 70s and 80s and it could be the 20th Avenue Boys and the Bath Avenue Boys. And then you could, I could really do the Jamaican gangs and the Puerto Rican gangs and the Dominican gangs. But we'll, once a week I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do the Ducky Boys because when my friend asked me to do that, that's going to be the next one. But if you guys have any suggestions and if I got anything wrong or if you think I got anything wrong, you know, just put it in the comment section. You know, click the like button, subscribe. I'm going to do this once a week. It should be pretty fun. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's just going to be a fun um, educational video of youth street crimes, crimes, youth, youth street gang, sorry, of New York City, you know, throughout the times. Uh, I just thought the 1950s would be the perfect time. The Garfield Boys would be a perfect, you know, West Side Story. Coming from Brooklyn myself, I thought it was the perfect topic. And um, that fight and that rumble was legendary. And uh, who knows what have actually would have happened if the, those two kids would have just had a normal fight and nobody got killed and nobody got hurt. But that's, that's actually what happened. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, just kidding. Got it. I know. Uh, does it say anything? Does it say, how, does it say tiny on your wang? No, Roger. It doesn't say tiny on my wang. Uh, just mucking, bro. I'll let you get back to it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, those comments are probably from my other YouTube channel called Guy Talk, which is all fun and games and whatnot. And I just shoot the shit with my friends. Um, and I know that this is the first episode of legendary New York City street gangs. So get back to me, guys. And uh, let me know if you like it. I'm going to continue it probably next week. I'm going to do another one. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, guys. Later. Peace.